Welcome in, everybody, to a very special edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. I did a special again. Uh, to be honest, we did this intro multiple times, and I said a special multiple times. We're excited. It's okay. Yeah, that's well, it. I just can't you, contain my excitement. Are you excited, though? No, I'm not, but we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that later in the podcast. Obviously, last night was a very big night for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, much awaited for... Uh, we have been talking about this NBA draft for what feels like months on months on months now. Uh, I think you have said multiple times, we're sick of talking about all the potentials, all the who might. Uh, it's so good to just now know like one person to focus on, specifically one person to focus on. Um, we'll get into that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, first, just initial thoughts. Keegan Murray's the selection. Frank... How how were you feeling? Uh, you know, moment it happens. Let's get right into it. Chris, good to see you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, happy Friday to those who celebrate. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. Like we were, we were all at the, the media table there at the Kings practice facility. A nice, crisp, hundred and two degree day yesterday. Mm. All of us were, were thinking pretty clearly, I think, and we we kind of <laughs> went around the table and. Everyone gave their picks about who they wanted, and I think the consensus around the Kings' media room was Jaden Ivey was was the preferred pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Matt George was was the lone Keegan Murray stan, which to be no one is down on Keegan Murray, but Jaden Ivey was the, the the preferred pick. So when they announced the pick of Keegan Murray, it was kind of quiet in. At the table, I think mm-hmm. you're the one that got you. You had your notifications come up quicker than yeah. ours, I guess, and you you're the one that saw the Woj noti. And when you said just Keegan Murray, I think you said it, Keegan Murray. Yeah, I I have to be honest. I've I did feel just a little a little drop. Like I just felt like kind of the weight shift in my stomach. I just think that all day yesterday, people were talking about how important the pick is and. Let me start by saying I think Keegan Murray is a very good basketball player. He was a great college basketball player, and I think he's going to be good in the NBA. But I saw that list that ESPN put up yesterday, of, and it said one pick away from greatness, and it was notable Kings lottery picks. And it said it showed the Bagley Luca, it showed the Thomas Robinson Dame Lillard, it showed the Jimmer Fredette Clay Thompson. And this probably comes from being scarred over those years, but I just already saw the Ivy murray graphic Mm -hmm. and again that's just me being like a wounded bird and i'm just kind of like going through those motions of growing up as a loser and and (laughs) being a king's fan like not a loser growing up a loser and also being a king's fan and also being a king's fan (laughs) two separate things not related but uh i just think that look we're we're gonna talk a lot about keegan murray but i'm gonna stand by i do think that Jaden ivy's was should have been the in my opinion the pick. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a very good, very good player. I understand that the Kings have De'Aaron Fox. I understand they have Davion Mitchell, but I just I think Jaden Ivey is going to be a star. I again, Keegan, I think Keegan Murray is going to be a very good player for this team. I think the Kings by making this pick are going to bank on De'Aaron Fox, Demontis Sabonis making this team as as good as it can be, and hoping also they can make another big deal this offseason. The Kings still have Harrison Barnes. They have all of their future first-round picks. They can look to move. They have Rashawn Holmes. They have assets to move and try to upgrade the roster. But um, it's it's a it's a move that I'm I'm still kind of talking myself into fully. And I would have felt a lot better if the Kings had selected at seventh. If they if they're taking Keegan Murray at seven or six, 
I'm feeling a lot better. But uh, how did you feel when they, they announced the King Murray pick? Did did you have strong emotions? And uh, more importantly, because I was there with you, I kind of have an, an idea what you're feeling. After sleeping on it, do you feel any different? Uh, I wouldn't say I feel any different. I definitely have not been high on the selection of Keegan Murray. I just I I don't really see much star potential, and I know Monty spoke to that and kind of honestly laughed at it, uh, saying that he he doesn't understand that at all. Um, I just think I I completely agree with you in saying that I think. Uh, if this pick happens at six or seven, I am able to stomach it a whole lot more. I just have a problem with, um, I just don't see Keegan Murray's high upside, and I don't want to trash the guy because obviously we have not seen him play uh, professional basketball yet. You're, al- you're allowed to have takes though, and people absolutely. people are getting upset about. We don't know, yeah, but we're allowed to have our opinions. Yes, you too, the listener, so. and this is how you feel. I'm going to give do an not, opinion. Do not yes. apologize. Okay. I just want, yeah. I I just also want. I I I'm more. I guess it's hedging because I'm like almost afraid that, not afraid. Well, I said afraid. I guess that's how I truly feel. Uh, you know, this could. You're I, allowed to feel things. I just don't feel like he's going to be anything more than a role player on this team, and it's kind of the same exact issue that I had with them selecting Davion Mitchell last year. It's not that I thought Davion Mitchell was a terrible prospect and probably going to be a bust. It was more just I didn't see the point of taking somebody that is more than likely going to be a very specific role uh, with the number nine pick or with the number four pick. I just didn't understand why you don't uh, try and get the most star potential player. It's superstar potential, yeah. right? I mean, look- To me, that's what the draft is for. The draft is not for filling needs. That's what free agency is for. That's what trades are for. The draft is an opportunity to get somebody that you would not otherwise have an opportunity to get. And uh, the Kings, pretty much, the this that was... The the <laughs> I can't even speak because I'm so flabbergasted. Just what they did yesterday uh, in total with the draft was, again, this is an opinion, malpractice of asset management. Uh, to take Keegan Murray at four is, at, I mean, that's that's his highest value. I mean, there's no way Keegan Murray's, obviously, he was not going to be a top three pick. The soonest Keegan Murray was going to go was four. They could have traded back. I know Monty said he didn't have a deal that he liked, and um, we've heard that they, they really weren't even considering moving down once once the uh, pick, you know, once it came to the Kings pick, um, there was really no discussion in the draft room on whether or not they were going to trade the pick or not. It was more just, um, are they going to take Keegan Murray or Jaden Ivey? And uh, I it, I just don't see how they didn't accept a move. I'm sure there was something where they could have moved back to five or six or something like that. And I think they might have um, not played their hand right from, from the start, I think. Uh, with them being so wishy-washy on committing to J- taking Jaden Ivey at four no matter what, um, I think teams were more than willing to call the Kings bluff and say, why should we trade up for Jaden Ivey when it appears you're not going to take him? And you know, I'm kind of specifically talking about uh, Detroit. Detroit's not going to move up, trade an asset to move up if they feel like you have no intention of taking the guy that they want. Um, did you see the reaction video in Detroit, by the way? I did not, no. There was a, a video, again, another stomach, made my stomach do a backflip, just watching Little Caesars Arena react to the Kings pick. Terrible name. 
Little Caesars Arenas. Bad name. God awful. Is it based out of Detroit or something? It's got to be. Oh, it's a has to everything's be. Little, everything's Little Caesars. <laughs> little Caesars, apparently, I mean, they pizza, charge pizza. $8 for a large pizza, but like, how oh, do got they me, have- got me through high school, you know. I love, I mean, Little Caesars, $5 pepperoni cheese bread. People, don't play with me. Come on, don't play games. Don't play games about the cheap pizza. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't see it, but what do they do? Um- well, they went crazy they just, like yeah. they made a pick uh-huh. because the King, oh, when, when the, the Kings, Kings took Murray. Murray, they went crazy like they had just made their pick, and it, it just made me feel it's not a good, not generally not a good sign. I mean, and look again, draft emotions are so so. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, and they're meaningless. Yeah, yeah. Because Captain hindsight gets you ten out of ten times with the draft people, because you're going to look like a fool. You're gonna, the kid who cried at Porzingis got the, picked. That was that yep. was my example. And then also uh, Giannis, the, the draft reaction to Giannis. Oh, yeah, I'm sure who no the hell is this yeah. kid? This Greek kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, that not, guy. <laughs> not saying Keegan Murray is going to be any of these things or Jaden Ivey is going to be the next uh, Russell Westbrook or, or John yeah. Morant, what he's yeah. being compared to. But It's not sleep on Ben Matherin either. That's what I'm saying. And I have the list here. I mean, when you look at these, these draft picks, and we could be – Keegan Murray also is a guy who, again, I've been high on him since since the, the mm-hmm. tournament, and I won the Kings again. And yeah. When the Kings are the seventh spot in the lottery, and it seemed like they were going to stay at seven or go to eight, I was stoked because I thought maybe we'll get a chance at getting this kid. Mm-hmm. But now we're four, and when you look at the guys who went around him, like Paolo Bancaro, he has star potential. Chet Holmgren, star potential. Mm-hmm. Jabari Smith, I think he has star potential. I think out of those three, he yeah. probably has the, less, the lesser mm-hmm. amount. I think that's why he ended up going third also. Um, for sure. And, I mean, Paolo, I think for sure, when you look at what Paolo can do, I, it makes complete sense to mm-hmm. one. Jaden Ivey, star potential. Matherin is someone, for sure, I see could, that could have star potential too. Mm-hmm. Shaden Sharp is a question mark. Um, I'd say those first seven picks, I mean, once you get to Dyson Daniel and Dyson Daniels and Jeremy Sohan, it gets a little more kind of in that same tier with, mm-hmm. with Keegan Murray, where good NBA player, don't know about all-star talent. Uh, but... That's where it kind of sticks out to me that the Kings had this four pick, they had a chance to jump, and they could have really rolled the dice. But look, Monty McNair did come out last night and he said it to us post draft. He said, quote, at the end of the day, with the fourth pick after exploring all of our options, we felt the best player was Keegan Murray. He said, ultimately, after sitting in a room with our whole staff, front office, everybody, it was a uni- it was unanimous that Keegan Murray was the best player available. Interesting choice it was of words. Unanimous. Hmm. Do you believe that? Uh, There's a lot of people in that room. <laughs> when he said unanimous, the I I my mind instantly went to Stauskas, Stauskas, Stau- like that. That's that's what it seems like to me. Where it's like you look around as the GM and you're like, all right, we've done this simulation a hundred times. Murray, 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 <laughs> Thank, and it's thankfully in the video though. Mike, Mike, Mike. I didn't see him in the video, Vivek. Yes, unless he was like hiding in a, yeah, like for a, sure. I don't know, like a trap door or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was in the room. Yeah, to win. But do you believe that? I don't believe it was unanimous. I just don't. Um, I uh, yeah. I mean, that's tough for me to. believe. You're telling me there was not a single person in there who viewed. Keegan Murray maybe is even like maybe Jaden slightly worse. Yeah, no Just, one said that. No one thought no, that at all. No, all twenty. In it's that interesting. Room. Very interesting. And if if that's the case, if that's really the case, and again, Monty does have a good track record in drafting. Mm-hmm. He drafted Ty- Halliburton fell into his lap for mm-hmm. sure, but he flipped that into Demonis Sabonis, who is a two-time All Star mm-hmm. and a good player. Davion Mitchell, I think he took a leap at the end of last year. He's going to be someone who's going to be a 
I mean, he probably he'll, he'll be top three, four on the team in minutes next year. Maybe top two in minutes, honestly. Yeah. Good pick. I think we can say that's a good – it's a, not a great pick. It's a good pick at nine last year. Would you agree? It's a fine draft selection. I don't like it. It's the, a fine I don't, draft selection. I don't like it at nine. I still don't like it at nine. It wasn't a, a complete failure, though. Like, he didn't like, – no. bu- it's not that's, a bus. Exactly. It's not like this guy can't yes, play. for sure. So I have faith that Keegan Murray is going to be fine. I just – I I think that Monty made a decision here. And people talk about the best player available – and Monty says that that's like his – it's almost infamous at this point, the quote, mm-hmm. I'm going to select the best player available regardless of fit, blah, 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 blah. And I think that what he did was he drafted the best player available for the greatest position of need. There's like yeah. a gray area. He drafted the best player available because for the Kings' greatest need, which is power forward slash small forward. Because right now, behind Harrison Barnes, there More is – Zero. Yeah. Again, yeah. zero. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So that's like what people will say to me, and people have been on Twitter, and I haven't been responding because everyone's like, so you don't think it, that Monty believes he's the best player available? I think that Monty does believe he's the best player available. Absolutely. For their position that they need to fill. Well, they don't need another guard. And maybe he finally says, I think okay, they do need a g- another guard, though, because, I mean, to me right yeah. now, who what's their biggest – I mean, to Shooting. me, going going into the season next season with Dante Divincenzo as your starting two, to me is not a a uh, winning team. Not mentality, but that's just not that you're not gonna. Um, that's just not it. <laughs> Dante Divincenzo is a very good piece, but uh, from everything I saw last year, I don't think if you're really trying to be, you know, if you're not only trying to make the playoffs, but like really, you know, maybe win a first-round series or something or contend in a first-round series. I just don't think Dante DiVincenzo is good enough to uh, be your starting shooting guard. But that's now no, I agree. the biggest hole. I agree. And, look, Murray does bring shooting. And it, when you look at what the Kings do need, he – and, again, this brings me back to what I'm saying, that I was very high on him. And I'm still, I still am. I'm high on Keegan Murray. Being high on him at fourth is a different discussion. But on him as a player, if you were to tell me – if you were to tell me in March – the Kings are going to have him. I'd be stoked. That's great. Because when you look at what he did in college, again, he was arguably the best player in college basketball last season. 23.5 points, 8.7 rebounds, 55% from the field, 40% from three, which was a, a pretty good improvement from 29% when he was a freshman. And he's also a defender. 1.3 steals, two blocks per game. He fits the the exact mold of a, of a player that the Kings have wanted. They need a floor spacing forward who can play defense. Check, check, check. But <sighs> I just don't know is, about that at an no, NBA level, I'm, though. I mean, like, I agree. his college stats are one thing for sure. It's just, for me, it's Keegan Murray, the eye test, is is a lot rougher than his stats. His stats are awesome. His stats show one of the best players in the in the nation for sure. His defensive stats are are very inspiring. He's averaged over a block a game, over a, over a steal a game, um, hit a lot of threes for sure. I just I feel like as an NBA player, he's going to be very limited. You know, you you can't. You know, he, he a lot of his point. He was very efficient as a post scorer in college. I very much doubt that's going to be even a, a small part of his game he's in the a little NBA. Little undersized. Little undersized. I feel like my biggest problem is. 
we just drafted a shooter, and that's about it. I, I'm viewing him really as just someone who's going to get a lot of catch-and-shoot buckets. I can't imagine he's going to do a lot on the ball. i was been very unimpressed with his ball handling. Um, I really haven't seen anything from a playmaking standpoint that uh, makes me feel like he needs one, to have the ball in his hand. One assist per game. He's not going to. That's Harrison Barnes stuff. I mean, he, the fact that he doesn't see the floor very well tells me that he's probably. I just don't know, you know, where where he improves really um, significantly. I feel like he's already a great shooter. He can be an even better shooter, become a really good off the ball threat. But um, to me, if he is not a legitimately good defensive, you know, sh- stretch for, I, I just, I don't see what his ceiling is or no, I, what, I know, agree. How, Mon- how much he can impact. Monty said last night that there isn't really a, like there, there, I think he was asked of urgency and that, uh, yeah. about Keegan Murray coming in and immediately being, Oh, I thought you were at, because I know Matt asked him specifically about a playoff mandate. Yes, and he was that like too. that too. But there's no such thing as a playoff mandate, <laughs> which too. is. But he said the same thing funny. about Murray coming in and being like mm-hmm. like an in, instant impact kind of guy, and that's just BS. Like, no, 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 no. He needs to come in, and the player that the Kings drafted has to come in and help right now. Mm-hmm. Demonis Sabonis has two years on his contract. De'Aaron Fox is four. Monty McNair is one. Mm-hmm. When those contracts are over, primarily Fox and Sabonis, they're not coming back if the Kings aren't good. They're not coming back. Yeah. This has to be a piece that makes this team better now, immediately. So if Keegan Murray doesn't come in, and I hate to put that pressure on him right now, and I'm not saying he's the savior of the franchise, he needs to be a piece. If he doesn't come in and make himself a piece of this puzzle to be, like you said, a guy who can knock down threes, and play defense. If that's what his job is going to be in his role, he needs to do it at a high level. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be expected of him from day one because he was the fourth overall pick in the NBA draft over some good players beneath him. Mm-hmm. So if the front office believes in him, I've, I'm going to I'm going to give Monty McNair, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt sure. because he has been he hasn't given me a reason to say, man, he's a he is a bad draft you know talent For evaluator, sure. not yet, but. I'm I'm intrigued about it. I don't hate it. I I think a lot of us Kings fans have we kind, of, kind of tied ourselves to the the Jaden Ivy bandwagon and and kind of rode that thing until the wheels came off. Yeah. I I do think he's going to be a very good NBA player. Uh, I think that this kind of speaks to the Kings' faith in the Fox the bonus pairing. How definitely this doesn't definitely in, this doesn't impact that now. Definitely, it's, it's Fox and Sabonis. They're going to be in. Mike Brown said it. It's going to be Fox and Sabonis taking turns running the offense. That's what Mike Brown said in his press conference. Now you don't have another ball-dominant guard that's going to – because, again, Dante DiVincenzo, he's not going to do that if they retain him. Davion Mitchell, he won't be ball-dominant in a lineup with with Fox and Sabonis. It'll be Fox and and Domas over him as well. So Mm. it has to work. I think one comparison I saw was Sean Marion. That's interesting. I mean, Sean Marion was like an elite, elite, elite defender. Um, so if he's going to be anything like Sean Marion, then I would absolutely take it. But that's that's asking him to be almost a generational defensive player, which I would. The Matrix was love was a problem. But, um, I just don't see it. I don't see uh, Keegan having that. Just I don't know his his. I think I've mentioned it a thousand times, but his athleticism, the way he moves, just doesn't seem to me like an elite level athlete. 
Um, not saying obviously, obviously I'm saying this NBA guy is athletic, but, um, he was, uh, you know, he, he's a guy who was, uh, I think, uh, had no offers coming out of high school. So he's a late bloomer. Um, that obviously will speak to his lack of, uh, you know, jumping off the page, which I think has been spoken about many times. And he is a bucket and he is a guy who, from what I understand is someone who, uh, accumulates buckets. He's really not somebody who's going to. Uh, you know, just Steph Curry or Clay Thompson it and just, you know, go absolutely on fire. But he's a kind of guy who's um just gonna get you six points a quarter or something like that and then end up with what would that be? I'm bad at math. Twenty four? Yeah, math. Boom. Sources. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Twenty four. Nailed you know, it. An important aspect of it too is and maybe it's pandering and maybe it's him just wanting to go forth and saying the right things, but it seems like he is a person that wants to be here. And that also is important to me because sure. we saw De'Aaron Fox last year and how much he was impacted by players that didn't want to be here, like mm-hmm. Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley. I don't think bringing a player in who, and we, Jaden Ivey, what he said in public, and then also what we'd heard behind the scenes, not ideal. Did not want to come here. He did <laughs> yeah. not want to come here, yeah. and I don't think he would have been happy here. I mean, unless you start winning, winning cures everything. We all know that, but there hasn't been a lot of that going on here. Yankees settle with Aaron Judge. Anyways, sorry. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Other sports stress. Um, but I don't think the Kings need to bring in another player that didn't want to be here. For sure. And, and for that, I say from a chemistry standpoint, it's a win. And he is someone who's going to embrace being in Sacramento. Uh, they're on a plane here right now, mm-hmm. according to, to to Tweeter. They are on a plane here to Sacramento. They'll have a press conference Saturday morning. So it'll be interesting to see what he says. But uh, – that's a win to me on paper. Bringing in a guy that wants to be here, wants to be a king. Um, and also, one thing I kind of wanted to, to point out was, I think we kind of lost track of the fact that other teams beneath us wanted to trade up for him as well. Like te- mm-hmm. Teams that didn't think he was going to be there at five or six, they were active. And that's a report I kind of missed yesterday among all the things that were going on. Did you see that? Did I you? did not, no. So I didn't see it either. Uh, what a great you know, beat writer I am. Uh, I saw Jake Fisher from Bleacher, who's all over the draft. Ble- uh, Bleacher reports Jake Fisher. He did uh, post yesterday. This is about an hour before the draft. The Kings continue to receive plenty of trade interest for the number four selection, where the Pacers, Knicks, Spurs, Wizards, and others have made efforts to leapfrogging the lottery. Of those teams, it's believed the Pacers and Spurs are targeting Iowa forward Keegan Murray, while New York and Washington have their sights set on Purdue guard Jaden Ivey. So... What it looked like to me was Detroit was just chilling, saying, you know what, Whatever, who, whoever of Ivy, mm-hmm. or, Ivy or Murray falls, we're going to be fine with. But Pacers wanted Keegan Murray. So that, that's, yeah. that, that's interesting to me. And there was that rumor, and that's why I would have been really okay with if, if the Kings would have traded to six, they would miss out on Keegan Murray, but Benedict Matherin would be there. And maybe you get Malcolm Brogdon. Would you rather have that scenario of Malcolm Brogdon and Benedict Matherin, or would you rather have this scenario right now? So, I mean, that comes to what I was kind of talking about earlier about asset management. Um, I think for the Kings, the only and you know it it more speaks. We can get more into the entire draft um, with them only coming out of the draft with Keegan Murray, and I understand that they picked up Keon Ellis and in free agency and uh, picked up. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, they picked up a guy from Tulsa who's a wing and also a guy from Seton Hall. Um, 
Jared Roden from Seton Hall and Jariah Horn from uh, Tulsa. Um, I know they they ended up picking up those guys at the end of the day, but to just not use, uh, not accumulate as many players, as many you know shots at the dartboard as possible in this draft was. It was just strange to me. I, I feel like this team really needed yesterday to improve their roster and for them to only come out with one Keegan player. Murray, one pl- one who player. is a guy who we believe or feel like doesn't have a All-Star. incredibly high ceiling. Um, not saying, again, he won't be a member of the team, a valuable member of the team, but um, you just never know. I mean, you know, how many... There's you can make an all NBA team with with second round draft picks these days of Nikola Jokic and you know I, Draymond's probably not the best example but uh, wasn't um, uh, Tra- Tra- um, the dude that the Pelicans got uh, he was a second round pick last year if I'm not mistaken um, oh um, Tra- uh, Murphy why can I Murphy Trey Tra- Murphy yes um, yeah I th- I just think you can get talent in the second round these days and. Um, you know, obviously Keon Ellis was a two-way player. You still could have used the 37th pick and gotten Keon Ellis with, um, to me, it's just, again, like, I just don't think that they, uh, used yesterday to improve their roster as much as possible. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do now with Rashawn Holmes and Harrison Barnes. And, um, if they're going to try and bring in another veteran player that, uh, that can impact this team. I, it just, I don't know. You know. It was a very interesting day for me. And so, so to answer your question, I think I would rather have Matherin and Brogdon at six. Or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Matherin at six and Brogdon or something. Whatever. You can take whoever you want at six. Um, just but the, the just because you get, you get a bona fide player and you still get your draft pick and you would still have 37 or whatever. You could still do your two-way. You could still do your UDFAs. Um to me, it's just it doesn't make sense that they came out of yesterday with just one player, one player, and it's not a player that was a big swing. Um, hey, they got one. They got one point yeah. seven five million though from yeah. from Cleveland. And I wonder. I was thinking about this like uh, just a couple minutes ago. Is it? You know, this is obviously a new regime, so I don't think it really has much to do with that. But how much of Monty's picks have just been like, let's not get a bust, which. I feel like is is it's an interesting way to draft for sure because busts happen every year. You really can't tell who it's going to be, um, and it just feels like the you know the Kings obviously got Keegan Murray is the type of dude to me who like yeah like we've said he's not going to be a bust. We don't think he's going to be an all star level guy, but in the past the Kings have just gotten the bus. They have gotten the Ben McLemore, they have gotten the Thomas Robinson, they've gotten the Nick Stauskas, the Willie Cauley Stein, guys who are not meant for this league. You can still draft people and have them be NBA players, but not a certain echelon of player. Um, and I think that's what Keegan Murray is. But it's just it's it's I'm still honestly trying to figure out the logic. I think is where I'm at. Well, the Back to like I guess the, I think I just talked in a circle. No, but. I mean look, this draft emotions here. Yeah, we nobody, even the way you feel today, it I will well, come I, summer I, league. I guarantee yeah. you, you're mm-hmm. gonna feel different. What eight days yes. from now when we watch the Guaranteed. Kings play in summer league next Guaranteed. Saturday? So emotions are they're very mm-hmm. fluid, and one emotion I think that we can all agree on is if. And again, we're going to talk about. I think I think draft grades are stupid, but I can grade Monty McNair, 
And I think Monty McNair got like a D yesterday. Maybe, maybe Just for asset D-. management, for sure. He didn't do anything except make his pick. Why would you trade the 37th pick? Jaden Hardy's a good prospect. Do you not want to fill out your summer league roster in, in Stockton? Or the, your potential like league roster. You know, that second round pick could have been a player. Like 37 is not 50. It's not 48. Mm-mm. Like that is a guy who probably has first round talent but fell out for some reason. Jaden Hardy was been talked about all the time. He was the number 2 recruit yeah. of out of high school last year. He has talent. EJ Liddell is somebody that was a first round grade. Pretty much every mock draft you saw, it was very weird that he fell that Josh far. Josh Minot was there from, from uh, Memphis. Like the guys that they brought in for workouts. Yeah. Like, why did you just decide to go, eh, where's I going to bring any other players in? For I think someone next asked year? that as well. And Monty really didn't, didn't really, really have an it. answer. It was like, no. pretty much like, why did you bring these guys in? Like Jeremy Sohan, like, yeah, your second round prospects, and then just kind of opt out on all of them. So you're saying you were just. Unimpressed by yeah, they brought in Sohan. They didn't trade back. They brought in all these second round uh, prospects. They didn't even use, they just got rid of them yeah. for, for uh, well. They brought hold on a minute. They did bring over a, a European prospect, but uh, did they? Sasha Vajankov. Did they bring him over though, or did a- they just a- according to Monty, they're high on him? But sure, don't know. If but him also, over. to me, that was a team. I mean, especially once we learned that the Kings got one point five million dollars for the pick. I think they just sold the pick. I'm pretty sure that the the what the real structure of the deal was, okay, you want that pick, just buy it. And yeah, here, we'll we'll you can also have this prospect that we don't think is ever going to yeah, come over. It, it it raises a question of do they not want to fill roster spots? Are they trying to keep that flexibility? They did fill fill that two-way last night with uh with Ellis from from Alabama, Keon Ellis who is a guy that was a very good defender in college and and a, a good rebounder at the guard position. He's going to be playing with the Kings in summer league, um, two way deal. So the Kings have one more two way to fill. I believe uh, mm-hmm. Namias Kata is. I believe he's a free agent, but the Kings have restricted rights to him, so they'll have to figure out if they want to convert him to a a full contract or just max him out. Or just give him a max deal. Yeah, give him a max contract. Um, yeah. By the way, we'll, we'll be back on our our. Player break yes. next week. Sorry, so, they, Jer- had, they had Lamb. to come to a stop. Draft week was was a. Uh, it's I been guess. a week so for we'll, sure. We'll get back, but anyways, I don't see the positives in not using at least that thirty seventh pick because there have been a lot of players in the NBA over the years that have gotten drafted in that range thirty seven mm-hmm. uh, in the thirties. A lot of good players, and the Kings just decided to punt. So I don't really get it. They're not in a position to punt on talent like that or, or taking. No. You know that if you if they could have kept that pick and brought in a player like Jaden Hardy or EJ Liddell who was still available for some reason that late in the draft who was a very good very good prospect for, out of Ohio State, it makes me feel a lot better about this draft knowing we get to watch Jaden Hardy yeah. or, or Liddell in summer 100%. league with Keegan Murray. That changes that changes things a little bit mm-hmm. now. Our hope is all on one guy. I mean that's the and, thing. It's just like I'm excited to watch Ellis next week in summer league yeah. too. But like it's. They they could that's have, a flyer though. They I mean, could have yeah. used that pick. You, it's just I yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. Again, like I'm gonna I'm gonna harp on asset management this whole this whole pod. Um, just I don't understand the logic of not wanting to take take a shot. Like you gotta. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, you gotta look at these guys, and if it doesn't work out, it's okay. It's a second round pick, but um, the the. 
just the, the benefit of having one of those guys I you know be a player for you is so big like you you're, it's just a guy that's unexpected and if you can get uh, a valuable role player with the second round pick i mean that's that's almost just as valuable as, as good, hitting on your first good round drafting pick. um and when was the last time the kings had a second round pick that worked out for him Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, yeah. Uh, and it's it's. Well, I have it right here. I think anybody else? Uh, I mean, they tried Kyle Guy. They, they tried, tried Frank Mason. Jemias Ramsey. They tried Jemias Bob. They drafted Kenyon Martin, but they let sent him away. Oh yeah, Kenyon Martin. They obviously, Gary Trent, Jerry Trent, Trent Junior. Obviously, thirty seventh pick. Yep. They. It's the they same had, thing. They I had mean, the, they had the thirty seventh pick. Xavier in Tillman is another one. Gary um, yeah, Gary Trent's obviously a big one. It's, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, those are all guys that are contributing players to really good teams, and except for Kenya Martin, who's just a, an interesting prospect to have. Um, it just it does not it just does not make sense to me, and I, I don't know if I'll be able to stomach it. And I, I'm a very I'm a hard man to please, is what I've learned. But uh, I just can't see myself ever really coming to grips with the with. Again, how he managed his assets. No, it was uh, not great. We heard people in the uh, the media room talking about how it was one of the more disappointing draft nights that they've ever experienced over years of covering the team. Uh, one little side note. Uh, according to Spot, is it spot Rack? Spot Rack? Uh, I believe it's Spot Rack. Spot Rack. Uh, Keegan Murray will nab a two-year, $16 million contract from the Kings at the fourth overall slot. That includes two club options, making the deal... Total four years, thirty-five million. He's getting a pretty good payday out of that four spot. Uh, looking on four. Okay, the other thing the Kings acquired trading one of their their picks. They did trade, I believe, the 49th pick to Cleveland. They got one point seven five million, but they also got the draft. I'm sorry, the uh, the overseas rights to. How do you say his name? I don't want to say it wrong. Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. I, I believe it's Sasha Vajenkov. Sounds great. Vajankov. And he is a guy that Monty did make it seem like he's high on. And he's a player who he's six foot seven, I believe six nine. He is a three point shooter. He shot a little under forty percent from three uh in the Euroleague. Fifteen points per game, six rebounds. Um I I think that the fact the Kings gave up their second round pick for him means that there's a possibility he'll come over. The Kings, like I told you earlier, they have Zero depth mm-hmm. in the four position. Maybe the Kings are hoping to take a flyer on him and he'll work out. I've, I've, I've read just on quick reading that he is a – he's one of the, the better – was one of the better prospects in the EuroLeague mm-hmm. years ago uh, when he was drafted in 2017. Obviously, that was five years ago when he was about 21, 22. He's pushing 27 now, so he's a veteran over mm-hmm. there. Maybe he can come over here and be like kind of a Nemanja Bielitsa presence, how – Bielitsa mm-hmm. came over when he was in his late twenties, early thirties. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we need to, to yeah, talk I'm not, too much I'm, about him. I'm not banking on him coming over, and if he does, Monty's unsure. That's kind of one of those things that, yeah, I mean, that's that's gravy. Like that's if you uh, if you end up getting something good out of him for sure. That's a that's great value, and that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. But again, why don't you just do that with 37 as well? That's my. That's more my. That's I, I just don't. Th- again, I, I'm sorry if people are going to say that I'm negative or feeling bad in this pod, but I just I, I can't. I have a really hard time looking at what they did yesterday and and feeling like uh, it was a win. I don't. I don't understand how. Uh, I, I I'm curious 
to give Monty like some real. If if I knew Monty on a friend level and like gave him some truth serum, I was like like, how did you feel like that went? How do you feel like you did in this draft? Just as an as an event, do you feel you know? And for him to take Murray at four, and then you know we heard. A couple, a couple different uh, people out on Twitter, I believe, said. I know Matt for sure said that the Kings were were attempting to move back into the first round. Uh, nothing came of that, and then for them to trade out of thirty seven and and to uh, move out of forty eight before the draft even started. Just interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like lost smoke screen. I would have felt. I mean, and again, you and you and I kind of met, might have had a different perspective on it because we were in the uh, practice facility waiting. Uh, until ten o'clock for Monty to hit the podium, where it actually turns out he could have taken the number four pick, done his press conference, and been done with the day. Yeah. at eight o'clock. We, so uh, maybe we're a little biased. <laughs> that here. was so they picked at five thirty, and then didn't uh, pick again the entire night. They just let us know he's coming out at ten. Yeah, and it was five like forty. Okay, about five more hours to go. Four yeah. hours to go. I don't know, man. It didn't make sense. I don't know. So it's that that also, I guess, plays a part in my so disgruntlement. I, I I said off off the pod, and like Jason Ross was telling us about how stupid draft grades are. I think Ben Mclemore got an A plus when the Kings drafted him. Thomas Robinson got an A plus or an A. Uh, do you want to give a grade or do you want to not a grade, but like a grade on your? We'll do it this way. Get, grade Monty McNair. Yesterday, don't grade just grade like his entire day, like as far as decision making, as far as um, or how it made you feel. Maybe we don't have to give. It's stupid to give out a draft grade for a player that hasn't played. Yeah, in a minute. I don't want to. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do yeah. that. I don't believe in that. Yeah. But we can. How do you want to grade? How you how you do you want to grade how how you feel right now? Do you want to go on a scale one well, to ten? I feel 10, like trash. Ten. Okay. Ten. <laughs> so. We'll do that. We'll do that. That'll be our metric system. We'll do one to ten. 10 being you are super excited for next season mm-hmm. and like you feel good about Keegan Murray being an all-star talent and he's going to fit with Fox and Sabonis. And the team's going to be good the team's and gonna they're going to make That's the playoffs. Yeah. One being, they just, wow, yeah. like, what the hell is my life? I had two donuts this morning and I feel like <laughs> I had garbage. I had two. I Come had two on, donuts Don't put that on me. It was, it was Friday. I'm going on vacation a little, in a few few hours here. Uh I okay. That, that's that's the range. Ten, <laughs> ten being like the Kings are going to the finals or whatever. One is you had two donuts. One is I had two donuts, and I I gotcha. feel like like a, a total. Whale. I I guess I feel like a a two or a three. I mean, wow. Like, I, I just really don't feel like this team got any significantly better at all. I like even I'm if Keegan Murray is like whatever fifteen points a game, I don't know if I necessarily see the impact on winning. I'm gonna give it a six. I think that he's gonna help the Kings, and I think that this move will make a lot. It'll make me a lot feel a lot better if Monty can swing a trade, either during free agency or before the season starts, whatever, what have you. But if they can bring in one more impact player. Sure. Primarily, I mean, if they can, primar- that's a different story. Yeah, I know. If 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 if. So, if, how pri- do you feel right now without those being, without it being just dry six. in the moment? I'm sticking with six because okay. I I do like Keegan Murray. I do like him, but if they draft Jaden Ivey, it'd be like an eight. If they drafted Jaden Ivey, I'd probably be at a five or a six. To be honest, you're more like sad. I said. You're more though, sad I'm, than I am. I'm though. just I'm 
I think that there's more than one move that needs to fix this team, and that's more it. And I, I feel like Keegan Murray is a step in the right direction for sure, but again, like we're now running out of positions for the Kings to improve on. The point guard seems set. The small forward with Harrison Barnes, at least for next season, is set. Keegan Murray is now set. Demondis Sabonis is set. You're giving yourself only a few more options to improve on, and uh, well, and Davion Mitchell's like you said, he's probably going to be second or third in minutes next season. Um, I don't. They're just running out of of minutes, frankly, and uh, they're running out of opportunities to pick up guys who are going to impact the game like that. And I just, I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, I know. I, I get. I get your concerns, and I'm until they prove it. I. I think That's where I'm at. I think I a mean, lot of people feel the same way. I think I. I promise you, if I like Keegan Murray, if I watch Keegan Murray in summer league, and I'm like, you know, I didn't really watch. I don't. I uh, full disclosure. I have not watched six full Keegan Murray games. So you know, at the end of summer league, I could be like, you know, he actually moved a lot better than I thought. He showed the ability to shoot off the dribble. Uh, you know, he showed some passing ability, maybe some playmaking ability. I don't. I'm not a huge believer in his transition game, but he was incredible in transition in uh, in college. If if that looks like something that can maybe carry over, I'll be the first to admit. Like, I think I'm starting to really like this guy, but. Uh, I'm just not. <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. I think a lot of people feel the same way, and as they should. The Kings, they have to prove it. You have they have to prove that they are making guilty until proven the, innocent. Yeah, the, make the right move. Yeah, and fix this thing. And from a guy like Monty McNair, who's in the final year of his contract, I it does make me feel a little more faith because he has to get this right. And mm-hmm. if him and his his scouts. The analytic guys, if they really truly feel he Unanimous. is like he is the he is the missing piece for this team and this Fox Sabonis tandem, and they envision Fox running the floor and kicking to Sabonis on the, on the elbow. Sabonis throws a cross corner pass to Murray yeah. for the three. Beautiful. I'm envisioning it. And I I love it. I hope it comes true. I hope it works out. And that's all we really can do for people that are fans of his team, cover this team, whatever you want to. Whatever you do, whatever you fancy with the Sacramento Kings, you have to hope this works out at this point. That's all we can do. The same thing that I talked about with the Marvin Bagley drama, the Luke Walton stuff. If you are a supporter of this team and you truly support them, all you can do at this point is hope that this works. Because the pick is in. Keegan Murray's on a plane in Sacramento. And, uh, hey, he's a very talented guy. He's a talented forward. And we're going to get a very close look at him here next week when we're in San Francisco for Summer League. So, um, any other thoughts on Keegan Murray? I just really want to like him. I mean, I want to, for sure. I'm, I'm the guy who harps on, uh, you know, wings, and, and th- these are this is, you know, guys of this size are the most important in the league. So, I really hope to like him. I think, uh, I think I'll like some of the smaller, intangible things that he brings, but um, I'm, I'm overall excited. I mean, I definitely want... Like you said, I want to see him succeed. I want to see him be good. Um, it's just I, I, I need to see it first. I need, I need to uh, be shown why, why this guy is deserving of of your respect, my respect. Gosh darn it! Um, and yeah, for sure, that's, that's. And you know what? I also want to see. This is what I really want to say. Overall, and I'm, I'm saying this because this definitely applies to me as well. And I just kind of touched on it. It's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. It is like, it's actually, dare I say, healthy to it change is. your mind. It's okay to feel today like, 
Keegan Murray, even if you feel like Keegan Murray will be a bust, and then you come around. You you, you hope you're wrong, probably. I You have to hope you're I wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yep. Please. And that's almost why I'm hedging myself so much. If I wasn't, if I had no hope of, if I really felt I would probably go in a lot harder on Keegan Murray right now. But I do have some semblance of hope that he, that he is going to be the player that Monty seems to think he is. Um, and I do trust Monty. I think Monty's a really smart guy, and he, like you mentioned, he's he's done nothing to show me that he shouldn't be trusted with these kind of things. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's okay to change opinion, and it's okay. I'll be I will be the loudest for the current time of of not believing that this is going to work out. But uh, you know, you're you're gonna. It's okay. I just just it's okay. It's all right to change okay. your mind. It's okay. It is. No, I agree. Um, and it's okay to be public about changing your mind it's okay to be loud about not believing and then two weeks later so, just have a complete 180 are you so. gonna tweet i changed my mind in all caps after the first summer league game <laughs> yeah keegan goes exactly. for 25 and 10 also that though let's let's give it a, an appropriate amount of time how about that yeah he, on either side on he's a bust or on he's going see i told you he's gonna be a real impact player let's give him some time to breathe let's not let summer league dictate how we feel. Uh, let's not let the first couple months of the season. Let's get, you know, let's let's let him stretch his legs a little bit before uh, before we pass much judgment. Well, we're gonna get a very close look at him uh, next week. We will be yeah. going to San Francisco. Yes, uh, on July second for the California Classic. I wish mm-hmm. it was at Golden One, but we'll be going to Chase Center. Yep. And then Chris, you and me, Francois. We're going to Vegas. We're tearing it up. We're going to Las Vegas in about two weeks. Yep. Uh, yeah, very cool opportunity for us. Uh, we will be flown out uh, to Las Vegas to cover Las Vegas Summer League. Me and Frank will be bringing you guys exclusive coverage from out there. We'll probably also be recording podcasts from out there. Um, wow, I'm just getting a Have you seen Keegan Murray's and his brother? Oh yeah, they're, they're. Did you know they're t- well? They're, yeah. they're they're twins. They are but like, twins. They are twins. They're twin. They're twenty twin twins. Twenty twin twins. Twins. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Maybe the people are saying maybe the Kings will draft Jaden Ivey and almost draft Morris his level. Next year. Like not quite Morris level. I don't know. Their faces are the same. No, the Morrises have the same tattoos, right? Yeah. Same tattoo, same hairstyle, same facial hairstyle. They could literally wow. pass for each other. Yeah. There's rumor that they had. Like in the, in playoffs, the playoffs, they switched yeah. out for each other. Yeah. That would be so insane, man. That would be like, I mean, how could you tell? I mean, they probably have different personalities and different. I don't know. Voices? Uh, no. Do twins, have the same, do twins have the same voices? They tend to have like similar for sure. Like, do you know the answer? Do we, do we know? I don't know the factual answer, but I can tell you I've met a we'll couple twins in my life and like they were very similar. I mean, like, you can't, they get, it's definitely to the point where like, you can't unless you really know the the people like you can't tell like vocal patterns but what it says here is several studies have shown that twins have very similar voice characteristics leading to perceived similarity however there are also studies that show the voice of identical twins are sufficiently different to warrant their unique voice care point is i don't really know i don't know many twins so mm-hmm. i can't really answer if they have they sound the same i feel like they do though for sure, and I mean it's probably a natural thing. You know, I don't mean to get into uh, is, evolution, really but like you know, right there's there's like reflective personality. You know, you talk to somebody your whole life, you're probably going to have a lot of the same mannerisms, and <laughs> especially if they look a lot like you, you're probably going to say a lot, have the same cadence. Um, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> anywho, we will be in Las Vegas July 8th through 13th. We're yes. going to watch the first couple of Kings games on that weekend. Uh, produce some content. Thank you to our to our company for sending us out there. Shout out. Shout out to our company. Shout out to the sponsors. I don't know who our sponsor is yet that is sending us out there, but mm-hmm. we'll have to give them Power some Business, love. I believe. But Power Business? I believe so. Shout out Power shout Business. Out, shout out Power Business. We'll give uh, them infinite shout outs when we're out there. Yeah, we, I think we contractually have to. Um, okay, King of Murray, Sacramento King. The off-season. So, a couple off-season dates are coming up. Maybe before the next time we record, we're going to have a little bit of clarity um, for sure, on these players who will. Uh, Trey Lyles, his $2.6 million team option will need to be uh, picked up by next Tuesday, June 28th. So the Kings, I would guess that they will pick up that option. What do you think? I would guess. that's. Th- there's no reason not to. I mean, $2.6 million, you're not going to find no. any players. Trey Lyles is exactly what you much, yeah. stock that depth. Again, bench. value. And then... Chemezi Metu's $1.9 million contract will become guaranteed June 29th. That's the one I'm not I'm not yeah, very sure about Chemezi that. Chemezi can go. Because if Chemezi makes $2 million, they just picked up around $2 million. That $4 million, you could really use that on a different yeah, piece. A different player. So yeah. I would I would say it's – I bet there's like a 58% chance the Kings do not Whoa. pick up that option. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't want to read into things too heavily, but Chemezi Metu was not hanging out with the team when they were in Napa. Chemezi Metu was not at his uh, national team, his Nigerian national team head coaches, Mike Brown's uh, press conference when De'Aaron, Terrence Davis, Rashawn, Davion were. Um, just interesting. I haven't, more bigger point is Chemezi has not been around the team pretty much at all. Nope. And uh, I thought it would, yeah, just find that very interesting. Yeah, so those are the, the two coming up. I don't think it really means anything. No, but again, the, the 28th, we have Trey Lyles, 29th, Chemezi Metu. So we have some decisions coming up. Mm-hmm. Free agency, I just had a, not debate, but there are differing reports out there that free agency begins either next Thursday at 3 p.m., June 30th, or August 2nd. I think we'll get clarity in the next week. I would hope so. I've read multiple multiple outlets that are saying that they they like CBS um CBS Fox they they believe free agency will begin on June 30th which means teams can start negotiating new contracts and sign with teams on July 6th. So that's what I believe is the correct date, but there are reports it won't start till August. So more on that next week. But anything else, Chris? No, that's uh that's definitely it for me. I'm going to go Feel better. Sulk. Yeah, come on, man. Get on the Keegan Murray train. I, I, I'm we, really we have a, to. I'm just no, we don't. We really I know, I'm, don't. I'm like, I, I, I promise everyone too. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to just change my opinion on Keegan Murray because we see him a lot or because we're in media or anything. Like, I, I will. I need to see it. Like, I, I need to be proven wrong otherwise. Or else he's just going to be another Harrison Barnes for me, where I just can't let it go. Your greatest every enemy. little thing. Well, I've gonna... I've good news for you. I think Harrison Barnes probably gets traded this offseason. Yeah, it just seems like it's going that way. My girlfriend's mom loves loves Harrison Barnes. He's a good guy. Um, shout out Deb. Uh, she loves Harrison Barnes and like texts me every single time Harrison Barnes is like brought up in trade room where she's like, "Are we really going to trade Harrison? Like, is that happening?" And I'm like. 
There's a very real possibility. You're like, I hope so. I, he literally just like, yeah, I send her that, uh, the Kodak Black. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Harrison Barnes, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's that's going to be an interesting thing to monitor. Is, is def- I think, I mean, at this point, now that our draft pick is gone, it seems like uh, if anyone's going to, if the Kings are going to make a move, it's got to be with Harrison Barnes or yeah. Sean Holmes. Yeah. He- He's the Mar- I mean, Rashawn Holmes was at the Mike Brown presser. I yeah. believe he was at wine tasting. I mean, maybe, maybe he's a guy that, that the Kings are saying he has value and we want to keep him. I mean, yeah. he, has, he does have three years on his contract still, so maybe they want to wait. Lost a lot of suitors last night as well. A lot of yep. teams that probably w- could have and would have used uh, Rashawn Holmes I, ended up picking a bit. I'm starting to kind of come around on the idea that the Kings are for sure going to move Alex Len this offseason, and they might just hold on to Rashawn. Mm-hmm. But that's just, it's just like a, a thought I have. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the off-the-court stuff got taken care of. Yeah. Um, he, when he's good, he's really good, and maybe that's going to be their goal this offseason is, is kind of reinventing him as a mm-hmm. Montrez Harrell-type big off the bench. And maybe yeah. one that can play with Sabonis in some sets too. But um, if he can be what he was as a starter in that role, yeah. Kings have the best center depth in the NBA, mm-hmm. but that's a big if. And also Damian Jones, he was also on those trips too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy the Kings cl- clearly want to have back next year, and looks like Damian enjoys it here too. So um, off-season talk coming at you next week. We'll probably be back Tuesday with Jeremy Lamb's player breakdown. I've been waiting for that one for a long time. I'm now we're actually going to do it. We took a week off. We're, we're coming back. Excited. Yeah, because we had to prep. We had to properly prep for we it. We had to properly prep. <laughs> Tuesday, we're, we're coming at you, Jeremy Lamb. And then um, next Thursday, <laughs> maybe we'll have our summer league roster. We can kind of yeah. go over it. Yeah, maybe prep. we do multiple player breakdowns since we missed one. Yeah. Maybe we'll do two next maybe week. Maybe we'll, we'll do a sandwich. Yeah. We'll do a Jeremy and then Lamb. We'll, obviously, you mentioned we're going to go to summer league. We'll probably record down there in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, be expecting some content down there for sure. Literally scalding hot because it's, it's going to be scalding 116 degrees. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Uh, for Frankie Cardinelli, Keegan Murray. I am Chris Watkins. Uh, thank you, Keegan Murray. Not so much thank you, Marty McNair. Uh We will be back next week with player breakdowns and a new episode. So stay tuned for that. Peace. <laughs>